Hey, it's Drex from This Week Health Cyber and Risk Community, and I want to invite you to our next webinar. It's going to focus on what else? Defending health data. I'll be chatting with experts from Rubrik and Microsoft. Register right now at thisweekhealth.com slash rubric webinar. That's all one string, R-U-B-R-I-K webinar, thisweekhealth.com slash rubric webinar. See you online soon. Today in health IT, quiet quitting, what it is and its impact on healthcare. My name is Bill Russell. I'm a former CIO for a 16 hospital system and creator of This Week Health, a set of channels dedicated to keeping health IT staff current and engaged. We want to thank our show sponsors who are investing in developing the next generation of health leaders, Gordian Dynamics, Quill Health, Site Nuance, Canon Medical, and Current Health. Check them out at thisweekhealth.com slash today. All right. Interesting story about quiet quitting in Becker's. So the title is, what does quiet quitting look like at hospitals? Okay, so first of all, the trend of quiet quitting has recently gained traction on social media, referring to a phenomenon in which workers are reducing their enthusiasm at work and stick to the minimum expectations of their role. So essentially, this is when you go from being honor roll, A student, and really being a go-getter in college or high school, and you say, you know what, B's and C's are fine. I want to spend more time with my friends and that kind of stuff. I'm simplifying here, but essentially it's not quitting your role, but it's reducing your, your investment in the role, your investment in the company, and your enthusiasm towards your role and saying, what do I need to get a C? What do I need to make sure I don't get fired? But, you know, but don't kill myself in the process. So that's uh, that's how I'm reading in this. Some professionals, including Gen Z workers, have embraced the concept as an inc- as an increased form of work life balance, and others see it as a lesser version of actually quitting. Regardless of how an individual interprets the idea, the concept is not new among U.S. workforce or in healthcare, according to Jeremy Sadlier, executive director of the American Society for Healthcare Human Resources Administration. And I'm going to talk about this with Melissa Morris on Monday on our Newsday show. So you might want to tune in there to get her thoughts on this. But essentially, I'm going to go on to give you a little bit more of this. In a healthcare, this phenomenon has only grown. In April, Gallup poll found that 34% of U.S. employees were actively engaged at work in 2021 compared to 32%. This year, healthcare professionals saw the largest dip in engagement with their engagement scores dropping nine points year over year. This is likely due to the pandemic for sure, but it could be some other things. could be the changing uh, nature of work within healthcare. could be the fact that other types of roles have shown more flexibility through the pandemic and delivering care doesn't allow for that kind of flexibility. These are some of the things that could be leading to that. Any lack of engagement on the part of staff ultimately impacts patient care, teamwork, safety, and throughput, all of which impact financial health of an organization and the patient experience. It's incredibly important for leaders to focus on engagement, growth opportunities, and to recognize and reward hard work. Now, so that's interesting because it goes on later. Let's see. Additionally, he pointed out to, he pointed to financial struggles at U.S. hospitals as a contributing factor for workloads increasing. On August 29th, Kaufman Hall released a new report that showed hospitals are experiencing some of the worst margins since the beginning of of the pandemic. 
This means some organizations have had to implement layoffs and cost-cutting measures. Cost-cutting measures are becoming harder to accomplish without having a direct effect on the care of patients. When full-time equivalents are affected, in many cases, the responsibilities are shifted to other members of the team. The additional responsibilities can lead to frustration and burnout and negatively impact employee engagement. These factors are what then lead to quiet quitting. So interesting phenomenon, probably at work in any healthcare system of size, anywhere you have a thousand people there in the, in the distribution curve, there's going to be some people who are, are saying, look, I am going to spend more time with my family. Again, not a bad objective. I'm going to keep myself from completely burning out by turning down the volume a little bit, uh, turning it out or tuning out the, the noise a little bit. And that's understandable as well. I guess my so what on this is, what can you do? What can you do with regard to this? There's only so much from a systemic approach that you can do. Yes, you should do pulse surveys. You should be listening to people. You should try to understand what's going on. But I think fundamentally, the workforce is driving change in healthcare and the workforce is asking for change in healthcare. So the first thing you absolutely must do, I mean, it's the reason I go to pulse surveys is you have to listen, but electronically may not be the best way to listen. The best way to listen might be in person. And I know we've gone to remote work environments, but in order to address this specific item, I would recommend sitting down face-to-face with people, getting in front of them. I don't care if you have to go to a local restaurant and invite people in, your employees in and reserve a room. I don't care if you have to do it at a hotel. I don't care, you know, whatever it takes to get in front of people. And, you know, again, Zoom is great. I use Zoom all the time. My team is scattered to the four winds. I now have 10 employees scattered across the country, but we still make it a point to get together every so often. So I can see body language. I can see if people are struggling, how they're struggling. I know we think we're getting really good across Zoom. And my guess is we've, we've gotten better. And we equate that to being good across Zoom. But there's nothing quite like being in front of a person and seeing the look on their face when you say something and being able to respond to that or ask a follow-on question to that. So again, listening is going to be the first absolutely have to get in front of them and listen. Then the other thing is, I would assume that the work paradigm has shifted dramatically. And if it's changed dramatically, your workforce, who now has a lot more options than they've had in the past, are going to be the people who define what that work looks like. And, you know, in the case of IT, a lot of you have started this work and we're heading in that direction and saying, oh, well, we're fully remote. I don't think that's the answer to the question. I think the question becomes beyond fully remote, answering questions like, what does it look like to, what does it look like to progress in our organization? What does it look like to bring up ideas? What does it look like to, to I don't know, to celebrate one another? What is, what is our culture going to look like moving forward? I think it's a deeper level question than just, hey, we're remote and we're not remote. We do this via Zoom, we don't do this via Zoom. And I think your HR team becomes really important partners here, but I think it's listening to the staff. It's getting in front of the staff, listening to the staff, creating the new work environment. In terms of the clinicians, 
I think it's imperative. If you are on a leadership team, I think it's imperative to encourage the leadership team that the paradigm for work has changed amongst the clinical staff and it's time to sit down and listen to them and to incorporate as much as you possibly can to establish a foundation of trust between the leadership and the uh, clinical staff across all of the hospitals. It's now probably more important now than ever to get in front, listen, and have them be co-creators of the culture of the future for your health system. So that's uh, an interesting phenomenon going on and something obviously we need to get ahead of. That's all for today. If you know of someone that might benefit from our channel, please forward them a note. They can subscribe on our website, thisweekhealth.com, or wherever you listen to podcasts, Apple, Google, Overcast, Spotify, Stitcher. You get the picture. We are everywhere. We want to thank our channel sponsors who are investing in our mission to develop the next generation of health leaders, Gordian Dynamics, Quill Health, Taucite, Nuance, Canon Medical, and Current Health. Check them out at thisweekhealth.com slash today. Thanks for listening. That's all for now.